0: This is 50. I don't know what you take me for. I really don't play that shit. I ain't got to get you here. I get out myself for straight shit. I got a hit. Tripping finger nigga it's killing me. Not to spray this shit. I got enough ammo shots before I put all of them motherfucker out this deal. I don't. When you get hit, I suppose you gon' be strong enough to take this shit. I'm in a hoop right around with a four-four pound. Can you, you yeah. yeah. see the look of the CT? I'm the best to gag boss. I keep picking up gusts before the chicks come around here. Yeah. Kid. Niggas get knocked at these stars. That's a question. My name end up in all types of shit. shit. I'll be a gangster nigga till I die for sure. Whether I'm power or I'm guilty free. Ain't what you know about living at the hoop. For that I, I do take you No, I'm just playing. Yo, man, this is another episode of King Known Uncensored, and you're wondering why the fuck am I back so quick? None of your goddamn business. It's yet another top 50 list, and this is the update because um, I did this list before the NBA season started, and <laughs> looking at this current list as it stands right now, it looks dramatically different. And with this version of this episode, what I'm going to do is um, give you guys something hot. I'm not only going to, you know, give y'all this list, but I'm going to give you guys their rankings the last time we were here. So... If you don't know the title, I mean, obviously, it's in fucking front of you. It's the current top 50 NBA players in the league episode. And guess what, niggas and niggettes? I got something special for y'all. And this is based on this season. From what I've been seeing, you know, everything is involved, ladies and gentlemen. Everything is involved from... Statistics, performances, impact, offense, defense. I mean, we know offense is on the rise and it's very little defense. You know? So, before we get into that, we're going to start off with some shit. The Toronto Raptors would require multiple unprotected first-round picks to even consider trading the likes of O.G. Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. And if I'm Toronto, I don't blame them. These are our guys. These guys grew up here. These guys were drafted here. It would be best to keep the, uh, the young core together. I mean, you have the potential of Scotty Barnes. Van Vliet has been up and down this season, but um, the Raptors are sitting on potential, but it's just something missing there, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but they have to move one of these guys in order to take the shit to the next level, but me personally, you know, Ananobi would be my first choice to move. And I would try to move him for a first-round pick next year because this draft is full of young talent. I mean, that Draymond for Ananobi uh, thought is still, like, on my mind. As we speak of this, I would love to see Ananobi in Golden State, having two Andrew Wiggins out there. I'm hearing a rumor that the Clippers are open to trading John Wall. Again, as I said last show, just because a team is open to doing something doesn't mean that they're going to act on it and trade the motherfucker tomorrow. But that would be crazy if they traded John Wall. I mean, they just got him. I mean, John Wall has shown flashes throughout this season that he could be valuable to the rotation, but, you know, he's hurt again. He's out injured again. And they're monitoring him like a hawk. And with Reggie Jackson falling out of the rotation, I mean, John Wall, once he returns, I believe he'll be vital to the the Clippers organization, my guy, the Don Dada, the light-skinned savior of the Detroit Pistons, Kate Cunningham, speaks out about his shin surgery, and he revealed some information that was very interesting. He said that he had been having shin problems since high school. So all of this shit built up while he was in college, through his rookie season, through his second season. And he said that he consulted in many players about getting this surgery, including Tim Hardaway Jr., who... In which K ended up going to his doctor to get the surgery done. But he consulted into many players, many other NBA players across the league. And, of course, his teammates and coaches. And he said verbatim exactly what the fuck I said. To get the surgery done and over with, even if it costs you the year, so that once you're 100%, 100%, everything's a go, and you can elevate to superstar status already. And according to the people that wrote that article that I read about Kate Cunningham talking about the surgery, they had said that Kate is looking buff. Kate has been working on strength and condition already. So look out, world. Look out, world, for my nigga. K, motherfucking Cunningham. Now, the Celtics have inquired also about one of the hottest players in the trade market as we speak. They are interested in Jakob Purdo. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, you have Robert Woyo. Well, their big man situation is kind of like topsy turvy, to say the least. Due to the fact that, um, you know, Robert Williams is in and out of the lineup. Al Horford is 88 years old. Blake Griffin is 188 years old. Luke Cornett is a dope player, but his defense, you saw his defense. It's like when you're all the way on the other side of the court trying to contest the three-pointer, but you're in the paint. So I can see why they would want Jacoperto. I mean, Boston is so deep that, you know, they can make a deal. I mean, they have young assets. They have old-ass assets. They have most of their picks. I mean, shit, why not? I know San Antonio, man. San Antonio tripping. They're talking about, you know, we only taking, like, two first-round picks for Pertle. Nigga, stop. Stop that bullshit. I did murder. I don't believe you. Yeah, that, that's that's what the fuck I heard from about the Spurs is asking Price about Hurdle. nigga. Please, if the right deal came across the table for San Antonio for just a first round pick, they're taking it. Believe me, they're bluffing. rider man. Shout out to Flowrider. Shout out to the nigga Flowrider, dog. So he was endorsing the uh, Celsius energy drink during the peak of his prime, but he was never compensated for the endorsement. And Flowrider settled out of court. Well, not settled out of court, but ended up winning 82 million dollars. God, damn. Get paid, young nigga, get paid. Get paid, young nigga, get paid, motherfuckers. 82 million dollars, shit. That's more, I'm pretty sure that's more than what he's made in his rap career. But you got $82 million from a goddamn drink. And the nigga went and opened up a Celsius beverage outside of the courtroom. You gotta love it. My God. I mean, $82 million. Not to mention the catalog and all the hit records and all his endorsements. This dude, I ain't no cap. This nigga might be worth at least $300 million, bro. Off the strand. And then once he ends up selling his catalog. Oh, my goodness. Stan Van Gundy. Stan Van Gundy. Funky. Oh, boy. I mean, I don't like Stan Van Gogh, For the record, ladies and gentlemen. I hate him. I think he is an overrated coach. Him and his bro. sports sportscaster. Can't stand his voice. Hate what he did with my Pistons. Making them swim in levels of mediocrity for about five six years and letting go of our core for a blake griffin that could never stay healthy but however stan van gundy actually makes some sense for once and says something very poignant says something that is official and meaningful Van Gundy ended up tweeting uh, yesterday, 90s NBA teams had just a trainer and a strength coach. They practiced more often and harder and played more back-to-backs. Teams now have huge medical and performance, in quotation marks, staffs and value rest over practice, yet injuries and games missed are way up. Something's not working. And Kevin Durant says, "Stand spitting. He is still very good. He ain't know what he was talking about, but <laughs> he said, "No, I'm criticizing players. I'm saying that we are getting something wrong in how we prepare and train players. We can't do anything about injuries like yours. He fell on your leg, KD. But all of these groin, hamstring injuries shouldn't be happening as much as they are. And KD said, "Stan, I meant I agree with you. <laughs> Generation gap, but it's okay. But check this out." Um, I agree with Stan Van Dundee, man, because it's a reason why all of these players, all of the big superstar players are constantly getting injured, why all the players are soft, they're divas, they're pussy. It's because there's no nuts and guts, just clicks and less grit. And... A lot of these players are overpaid and overrated. And a lot of these teams, just like Stan said, where are the strength and conditioning coaches? Where is the sense of professionalism and actually earning your $200 million contracts? You're getting $200 million, but yet you're sitting out. 30 to 40 games a season. Anthony Davis. You know what I'm saying? So where is the tact? The Detroit Pistons may keep Bohan Bogdanovich, despite how hot his name is as far as the trade market, as people have been offering the Pistons, multiple offers, and none of them have been any good. I mean, yeah, I mean, with Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey coming back next year, obviously. You have the potential of young Jalen Duran. You have Isaiah Stewart. We are developing yet... Another you know great group of players. Then you got the bench with Bagley, with Magruder, with Sadiq Bay. Um, yeah, man, it's looking good over here in Detroit, and then not to mention another possibility we could get another number one overall pick, Victor Uja Mama. Victor Wimbenyama coming to the D-Y. Don't fucking sass me with a very good time. Pause. But y'all niggas know what time it is. If we get Victor, it's over. We are contending instantly. Because you'll have three guys with superstar potential on one team. Um, last but not least, before we get into the top 50, the Pelicans are frustrated with Brandon Ingram's toe injury. I mean, I don't blame, I don't blame them. I mean, Brandon Ingram was bought here to be the franchise player next to Zion Williamson, and he hasn't played that many games this year. His stats have been incredible this year. But he has to be on the floor. And hopefully he can get back to the wonderful New Orleans Pelicans very, very soon. But he is saying that, you know, of course he wants to play, but he's still not ready. Let's start this list. Let's start this list. Number 50. This guy has been pretty solid for his team all year. You could argue that he's one of the better third options in the league. Number 50, Nikola Vucevic. Now Nikola Vucevic is a pretty solid player for the Chicago Bulls. I mean, if he had his own team, he could definitely average 23 and 11. On as, as He's come on as of late. Last year, I had him ranked number 35. I mean, I don't think that Busevich has really regressed here. I mean, he's averaging a, pretty much his career numbers. He's averaging 18 and 11 this year. Well, 17 and a half and 11 rebounds. Shooting 52% from the field, 38% from three. Just, you know, here's the thing that pisses me off about big men. I feel like all big men should average a block per game. And you're going to see me get at some of these big fellas about not averaging a block. I feel like if you are a center or a power forward, you should average at least a block. No exception. Other than that, Nicole Busevich has been pretty solid for the uh, Chicago Bulls. Number 49. This dude has regressed this year. He's been playing, you know, by his standards, awful, I tell you, awful. And the team has regressed because of that due to them making an acquisition that was very questionable. Number 49, Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, you can tell how much he has regressed. Because last year, I had Carl Anthony Towns ranked at number 20. But this season, he has been an abomination. He has been awful, I tell you. Awful. I mean, yeah, if you looked at the numbers, you would say, oh, man, you're being too hard on the guy. No, the fuck I'm not. I mean, he's only averaging 21 points and eight rebounds as compared to his career numbers of 23 points and 11 rebounds per game. Like last year, he was kind of up and down throughout the playoffs. I mean, look, at as compared to last year, he averaged 25 and 10 last year. Like, this dude doesn't even average 10 rebounds, doesn't average a block, just com- a, a complete, you know, this dude is a 7-foot wet paper towel out there. Highly disappointing Carl Anthony Towns, And then not to mention, he got injured this season. So that makes it a little bit even worse. I mean, he's only played in 21 games this year. Number 48. He's been in and out of the lineup, but when he's been out there for his team, he's been pretty valuable. Number 48, Bradley Beal. Now, Bradley Beal is solid when he's on the court, but when he's off the court, he does kind of hurt his team, but lucky for the Wizards, they do have Christos Porzingis at their disposal just in case he's not up to par or he's not out there. Last year, I had Bradley Bill ranked number 24. I mean, he put up some pretty damn good numbers last year, and this year is no ups, up, uh, uh, exception. He's averaging 23 points and 5 assists. 5 assists is pretty damn good for a 2 guard. You know, you normally a two guard should average four assists. But five is incredible. I like what Bill has done, but he's gotta play more games. He's only played in twenty-four games this year. Number forty seven. This kid is a scoring dynamo. Um, he wasn't ranked last year but when his star player was injured he showed flashes of what could be superstar potential and he was promptly paid at the end of last season to reflect that number 47 anthony simons anthony simons is a streaky shooter like this kid has had Games where he shot six threes, seven threes, eight threes. I think he might be the next one to uh, break that Clay Thompson three point record. Book it. His shooting is a little bit streaky. He's shooting 37% from three. He's averaging 22 points per game and four assists. That's pretty good for a second option. Sometimes. Some nights he could look like the second option. Other nights he can, you know, look like the uh, number three option. Because, you know, Jeremy Grant, who was pretty much almost ranked on this list, you know, he's having a good season as well alongside Damian Lillard and has Portland looking at the playoffs at this point. Number 46. Last year he was the sixth man of the year. This year, he has started every game. Number 46, Tyler Hero. A hero is just not a sandwich. Last year, I had Hero ranked number 40. Um, He caught a lot of slack for getting paid as much money, getting an extension this year. Even I said that was a little excessive as far as the money is concerned, but hey, he's earning it. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, currently he's averaging 21.6 rebounds. Damn, that's a lot of rebounds for a two-guard. You know, that's Michael Jordan territory as far as the rebounds are concerned. Um, he's shooting 45% from the field, 38% from three. Pretty damn good season that Tyler Hero is having. Number 45. Um, He's been in and out of the lineup this season. He's been dealing with this nagging injury. And it has slowed the team down to an extent. But his team is still in contention despite his absence. Number 45, Brandon Ingram. Last year, I ranked Brandon Ingram number 16. When he's healthy, he's an all-star. Easily right now. I mean, his ability to score and his offense ability and kind of underrated as a defender in my opinion. But currently this season, B.I. is averaging 21 points, 5 rebounds and 5 assists. I didn't even know he passed the rock like that. I didn't even know he was that good at passing. Unbeknownst to me. But he's current, you know, currently shooting 47% from the field, 47% from three. He was on pace to have an all-star caliber season this year. But he has to get back on the court. He's only played in 15 games this year. Obviously, you can see the reason why he dropped so low. Number 44. He had a hot start to the season. Um, He's currently picking it back up as we speak. Um, He's adjusting to a new role on a new team. Number 44, DeJounte Murray. DeJounte Murray last year, I felt like, was underrated. And I had him ranked number 26. You know, he was the number one option in San Antonio. And he was the only thing keeping that team afloat. Until Greg Popovich gave him his wings and put him on a team where he felt like deserved him. You know, he he was injured in the early part of the season. But uh, currently he's averaging 20 points per game, 6 assists, 6 rebounds. Around his career averages as far as the rebounds and assists are concerned, but Murray is a problem. Like, especially when he gets on. Murray could be a problem. I just feel like his teammate, Trey Young, needs to use him a little bit more. And I saw tonight's game against um, the Mavericks, and it looked like this is what These are the Hawks that I expected this year. These are the Atlanta Hawks that I was excited about. Number 43. Some days he looks like he is the number one option of his squad. And I felt like on his former team, you know, I was a little bit hard on him. But he's having a bounce back season and is living up to his potential that the Knicks saw when they drafted him. Number 43, Chris stops Perzingis. Uh Perzingis is, you know, quick on the trigger nowadays. Um, last year I did not rank him. I was just. Disappointed in the first half of his season, so much so that I did not think to rank him, despite his second half of the season being pretty solid. But Porzingis is excellent this year. You know, for the Wizards. Um, And and he's averaging 22 points, 8 rebounds shooting 47% from the field, 34% from 3. The thing I like about Perzingus, he's averaging a steal and 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 a block and a half per game. This is what I love. This is what you're supposed to do when you're a big. Is block shots. Get to the chicken. But the Zingers is definitely um, keeping the play-in hopes alive for the Washington Wizards. Number forty-two had a slow start to the season due to injuries. He did not play a lot of the first half of the uh, first half of the season. But when he's out there. He's an NBA All-Star, ladies and gentlemen. Number 42, LaMelo Ball. Last year, I had LaMelo Ball ranked number 30. Just such an incredible player. This season, he's currently averaging 24 points per game and 8 assists and 5 rebounds. These are good numbers, shooting 37% from the field. Could improve that field goal percentage. Damn, I did not know that he attempts 11 threes per game, y'all. God damn. All in all, I think that LaMelo Ball is going to be a transcendent all-star for the rest of his career, if healthy. Number 41, he started off the first half of the season off. A lot of people were questioning him. Like, even sportscasters were speaking down and speaking negatively about his bad performances. Even I was concerned. But as of lately, he's been back to his old self. Number 41, Clay Thompson. Last year, I had Clay Thompson ranked number 29 as when he entered the court nothing else was the same about the season which led them which led him to his fourth NBA title now thompson has improved as the season progresses i mean last year they had him on somewhat of minutes restrictions in a way But, however, Klay Thompson is averaging 21 points per game. And, you know, he's shooting 39% from three. You know, that's good, but, you know, his career percentage is actually 42%. And that's crazy because as bad as he was shooting, you would think he shot worse from three. But, no. Clay isn't necessarily the defensive guy that he once was, but he provides a lot of effort for the team. 40 um this player has dealt with injuries on his team and he's had to put the team on his back in some cases number 40 cj mccollum now cj mccollum last year i had him ranked number 33 and The constant drop isn't due to him not... You know, he did have a slow start this season, but he picked it up and got it together as of late because he's had to. CJ's currently averaging 21 points per game, six assists, and five rebounds. These are pretty damn good numbers for a shooting guard. I mean, currently, he's shooting 43% from the field and 40% from three. Those are mostly what he attempts. And he is a con as to why New Orleans is still contending for a playoff spot this year. Number 39 is the Renaissance Man. The rubber band man. Wild as the Taliban. You know what I'm saying? This dude in every role that he's played in. I felt like he was robbed of Sixth Man of the Year last year. Number 39, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole last year was ranked number 50. And he had a pretty damn good, he's having a good damn season, especially when he starts. When he starts, he just plays with a different level of confidence. Now, he isn't shooting it particularly well from the field, but he makes up for it with flashes of all-star caliber talent. I mean, he's had to start 22 games this season due to, uh, you know, Clay uh, sitting out and injuries to step. So currently this season he's averaging 21 points per game. But Jordan Poole has been solid this season. Number 38. With the absence of their second option, he has stepped up to the plate and assumed that role. And he's been hot as of lately. Number 38, Drew Holiday. Last year, I ranked Drew Holiday. Actually, you know what? That's funny. (laughs) He was number 38 last year, and he's number 38 this year. Damn, so he's exactly in the same place he's always been. But Holiday this season has been a lot more efficient scoring the ball. Like, in the finals, he was a little bit shaky as a scorer. But now, Drew Holiday could be a number one option on a a team. I'm not going to hold you. I mean, but this is your number three option averaging 19 points per game and seven assists per game. And checking the other team's best player sometimes. I mean, I can't believe this dude has been playing 13 years. That is amazing. Number 37. yes sir this guy had a magnificent start to the season until he got injured but once he came back he picked up where he left off number 37 desmond Bain. desmond Bain is low-key becoming a two-way player i forgot that this kid could play defense i'm not sure if he plays defense at an elite level But I truly do believe that he is solid on both ends of the court. Last year, I don't think I ranked Desmond Bain last year. Desmond Bain is one of those players that has come up and was a steal pick for the Memphis Grizzlies like he was originally drafted by the boston celtics 30 overall and was traded on draft night that's crazy he could have been a celtic bro wow incredible This year, he's averaging 22 points per game, five rebounds and four assists. Um, Pretty solid all-around game from Bain. He's also shooting 42% from three. Jesus. 45% from the field. Next up, we have a player that has constantly gotten better and better and better. I mean, this is only his third season. And currently this year, he's playing in a six-man role because he got injured earlier in the season. Number 36, Tyrese Maxey. Now, Tyrese Maxey was incredible last year and he's knocking on the door of all-star caliber player. I mean, last year I had him ranked number 39th. I mean, Maxie is so fast and his change of direction is Russell Westbrook level. It is um, Jaden Ivy level. It is Ja Morant level. Currently, he's averaging 21 points per game, shooting uh, shooting 40% from three and 46% from the field. Number 35. This kid kid has had an amazing season. You know, he slowed down as of lately, but the all-star potential is there. Number 35, Paolo Banchero. Now, Paolo Banchero obviously wasn't ranked last year, duh. But he's having a hell of a rookie of the year campaign, dude. He's averaging 21.7 rebounds, 4 assists. Just like would like to, for him to work on that defense a little bit as far as the effort aspect is concerned. Currently shooting 44% from the field, 32% from three. Um, there's a lot of room for banchero uh, to grow. You know, a lot of people are hyping this guy up. But, you know, I won't believe the hype until the hype happens. We just got to see Poilo when pressure is on. Number 34, um, to be honest with y'all, he's having kind of like a d- disappointing season. I mean, as of the last four or five games he's come on as of late, I was going to rank him a lot lower, but, you know, when someone is your one of your favorite players in the league, you kind of want them at their best all the time. I know he's coming up off of an injury, and I know they're having him on certain minutes restrictions, but... You know, the first half of the season, he was not good at all. This second half of the first half of the season, he looks great. He looks like his old self. Number 34, Kawhi Leonard. Last year I had him ranked number eight. You know, because I felt like a healthy Kawhi Leonard is a top five player in this league, but I ranked him eight because of the fact that, you know, I know it was I knew it was gonna take him a while to get back to his original form, but it's looking good these days. But Leonard is not Leonardy, if we're looking at his numbers. You know, currently he's only averaging 19 points per game, six rebounds per game, and four assists. You know, uh, two years ago, he was averaging 25 points per game, seven rebounds, and five assists. So you have to be a little bit disappointed in Kawhi, but he's coming along day by day, step by step. Number thirty-three. Um, this dude is getting to it. He is. He could work on the shot blocking a little bit more, but other than that, he's been pretty solid and arguably the number one option for his squad. Number thirty-three. Bam at a buyout. Now, Bam at a buyout is having a hell of a season, especially by the numbers. I mean, if you look at last year, I ranked at a buyout 36. So, obviously, I noticed a little bit of improvement on his end. He's taking better shots. He's staying in his lane. He's very efficient. He's shooting 54% from the field not taking any threes as you should not do 21 and 10 those are solid all-star numbers all-star caliber numbers you know but that 0.9 block it kind of troubles me yo not gonna hold you but i like added a whole lot um, number 32, he wasn't ranked last year, but he went on a deep playoff run all the way to the Western Conference Finals and had a lot of big moments and earned himself a five-year, $100 million contract at the beginning of the season. Number 32, Jalen Brunson. Now, Jalen Brunson has the Knicks in playoff contention. I did not think – I thought the Knicks were, at best, a play-in team. But it looks like they might not even have to play in the play in. I mean, Bronson is playing incredible. Like, he improved so much. Now, currently this season, he's averaging 22 points oh, per man, game. You know he's averaging four rebounds and six assists definitely developing into a possible all-star I mean he's shooting 39 percent from three 47 percent from the field he's dishing out six assists he's basically doing it all and you could just see the improvement from Brunson number 31 Um, this dude, when he's engaged, is all-star level. And when he's in the playoffs, he is a problem. Number 31, Jimmy Butler. Last year, I had Jimmy Butler ranked number 13. Now, why the, the constant slide? I mean, Butler's been in and out of the lineup And then, you know, a lot of players have improved and kind of have left Jimmy Butler in the dust. But this season, he's putting up his usual numbers. I mean, 22 points per game, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. These are good numbers. Shooting 51% from the field. Hell, he's even shooting 32% from three. Like, last year, that's an improvement from 23% from three. Hell of an improvement, might I add. But, let's move on to... Oh, yeah. I did... I hope I did say I ranked Jimmy Butler 30. Yeah, I said that shit. All right. Let's move on to number 30. Number 30. I mean, some nights he looks like a superstar, Sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he looks like a regular NBA player. And you would think, because of who's on his team, you would think that they would take the next level. But it just seems like something is missing out of this guy that would put him, like, in the top 15 to 20 players. Number 30, Zach Levine. Some days he looks like Zach Levine. Other days he looks like Wack Levine. I mean, last year, he, was playing, he played way better last year because I had him ranked number 28. But, it, you know, he hasn't regressed. He doesn't play defense, number one. He's not a good defender. He doesn't block any shots. I mean, he jumps the passing lanes. That's probably all the defense you're really going to get from this guy. But this year he's averaging 23 oh well 24 points per game i'm sorry five rebounds and four assists these are good numbers for a shooting guard not more you can ask but more defensive effort but levine still has the bounce still can get hot still pretty much a streaky shooter I mean, currently, right now, he's shooting 39% from three, 46% from the field. A lot better than I anticipated here. But there's a lot of room to improve. Number 29, he was not ranked last year, so we don't even have to go there. But this guy is the second option on his team, was traded to help the other player out. That's the number one option. And they are a half a season away of ending a playoff drought. Number 29, DeMontis Sabonis. Sabonis has been pretty damn good this season. I mean, last year he was okay. If He was looking like the second half of the season he was getting back to his form after being traded from Indiana to Sacramento. But, um, Damn. Currently, as it stands, he's averaging 19 points and 13 rebounds per game. Like, he's got to be the league leader in rebounds. Or rebounds per game, at least. Maybe Gobert might be, but who gives a fuck? Who gives a shit? This man's also averaging 7.1 assists. This is Joker-level shit. He's also shooting 38% from three. This has got to be... And then he's also... This has got to be fucking league-leading percentage-wise. He's shooting 61% from the field. That's incredible. He's definitely worthy of being on this list. This high. This next person is also... This next person is also like... Getting uh, on the cusp of getting his team out of a playoff draw as well, number 28, his teammate, Aaron Fox. Now, dude, Aaron Fox can score all over the court. Not necessarily the best three-point shooter, but he can hit it when when you need it. Always. De'Aaron um, Fox, I ranked him last year at number 45. He's made a lot of improvements. Um, He he could always score. Um, The defense is shaky. He used to be a good defensive player. I don't know what's happening with that. But this year, you know, the Sacramento Kings are playing pretty well. Averaging 24 points per game, 4 rebounds, and 6 assists, pretty damn good. I mean, he kinda, I mean, he is a point guard, but he plays like a shooting guard. I mean, but Steph averages like 6-something assists per physical period. Shooting 50% from the field, 51% actually. Jesus Christ, dope player number twenty-seven. Um, he was just getting in; he was having a great start to the season until his unfortunate groin injury that side that's going to sideline him for a while. Number twenty-seven, Devin Booker. Now, last year I ranked Booker number twenty-five based on his poor performance in the playoffs from going. From a 64 and 18 team to eliminate in the second round of the playoffs to a team that has never been that far as that group. been really good this year, man. He's averaging 27 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 assists. Hell of a player. I mean, when he's, when he's healthy, he can argue for top 15 players. I mean, he's still got two more weeks to go before he's reevaluated for that strain groin. And that's tough because he's shooting 48% from the field, 37%. Phoenix has been on a downward spiral since his after. Number
1: 26.
0: I think this guy is a runaway favorite or most improved player. I mean, he has gotten better at everything from shooting to aggression to rebounding. And he has always been a player with a lot of potential. Number 26, Laurie Markin. Markin, I felt like the Bulls did him kind of bold. I think the Bulls should have really kept him. But I don't think he would have got the shine that he's getting in Utah right now. I mean, last year I did not rank him, obviously. The reason why I said he's going to be a runaway favorite for most of his players. I mean, currently, right now, he's averaging 25 points per game, nine rebounds. Um, He's shooting 52% from the field, 41% from three.
1: Jello beats holla at me. Again, I can't
0: stand when I see zero point whatever for blocks for dudes his his height. he's seven feet tall but he can block a shot per game Come on, baby, guy. number 25 um he suffered an eye injury at the beginning of this uh, of the season but once he returned to the lineup as a solid number two option he has played well. Number 25, Darius Garland. Now, Darius Garland has a cold game. He's a hell of a competitor. He's a baller. He has a great offensive skill set. Finishes at the rim. Well, decent on the defensive end. Um, Last year, um, I ranked Garland number 23 still around the same level as far as i'm concerned dg has proved me wrong i mean i didn't well i didn't think that he was a bad player i think just the progression of the cleveland cavaliers uh caught me by surprise and then when they added donovan mitchell at the end of uh at the beginning of uh well during the summer i was just like oh man this is going to take them to the next level. And it, has, and it has. I mean, Garland's averaging 21 points per game. Eight assists. Shooting 45% from the field. 40% from three. Just an incredible player, man. Nothing more you could say. Nothing more, nothing less. Number 24. Last year for this guy, he had a shitty year. He had an off year. Two years ago, this man carried... His team through the playoffs actually winning a playoff game in the process. Last year he was pretty sluggish. Um, the team didn't make the playoffs. Number 24, Julius Randle. Now Randle has improved this year. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. He's averaging 24 points, 11 assists, 4, I mean, not 11 assists, 11 rebounds and 4 assists. This was pretty much on par to his all-star classic year. I mean, he's shooting the ball a lot more. He's a little bit more efficient than he has been in years past. Hopefully, you know, they can contend and he can play better than he did originally in the playoffs uh, that one particular year. Because now he has a possible all-star sidekick in Jalen Brunson. And, yes, I did not rank him last year, so that answers your question right there. Number 23, this guy is well-improved as well. Um, his team may not be as good, but his numbers put him up here. Number 23, Pascal Siakam. Now, Pascal Siakam has been doing damage with the Raptors. It's just that something is missing on Toronto. But Siakam is doing it all. Like he's passing. He like like I've been telling you that 0.5, 0.6 blocks. Got to improve, y'all. I mean, he's averaging this year 26 points per game, eight rebounds per game, and six assists. Shooting forty-eight percent from the field, man, could improve on the three-point shot, thirty-two percent. But you know that's not really supposed to be his job. But he's an incredible player. Spicy P has definitely improved as well. I mean, you gotta remember he's an NBA champion. I mean, last year, I had him ranked number 47. Number 22. Um, You know, in and out of the lineup, in and out of the lineup, in and out of the lineup. I mean, despite him being in and out of the lineup, he's been a solid player. I mean, he was a lot better last year, but he's shown flashes that he could be a top 10 player if he plays the whole season. Number 22, Paul George. Now, Paul George led the Clippers to their first Western Conference Finals two years ago. You know, but with mounting injuries to Kawhi Leonard being in a lineup, the Clippers have failed to get the chemistry together. But... Last year, I ranked Paul George number 14. And a lot more healthier players have been more out there. I mean, 31 games isn't that bad, though. He played in a lot more games than Kawhi Leonard had. I mean, he played as many games as he did last year already. currently he's averaging 23 points per game, 6 rebounds and 5 assists, these are pretty damn good numbers gotta give it to him, shooting 45% from the field, 38% from 3 pretty solid number 21 Um, I feel like they're leaving this guy out of our all-star conversations. I feel like he should have been an all-star last year. But I think, you know, since he had kind of a slow start to last year because he had to adjust to a new teammate. But now, I feel like he's a superstar in my opinion. Number 21, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards needs some help in Minnesota, man. I think they need to ship out a few of those parts to get him better talent around him. Because those the uh, Timberwolves have regressed this year. But Anthony Edwards' numbers are pretty damn solid. Currently, he's averaging 24 points per game, 6 rebounds, and 4 assists. Shooting 46% from the field, 36% from three. Um, Last year, I had him ranked number 18. So, yeah, that's pretty much around the same level uh, as last year. Number 20. Um, I don't believe that I ranked him last year. But this dude went from a solid basketball player to an all-star. And a lot of people have been talking shit. Serbiak. But this guy right here has been incredible this season. And has the Indiana Pacers... In playoff contention this year number 20 tyrese halliburton now tyrese halliburton is averaging 20 points per game and 10 assists and that's crazy that sacramento traded him he should have never traded him him and De'Aaron fox would have been all stars but i understand why they traded for sabonis they needed a big man bad because The Kings were just getting destroyed by the league's big men. I mean, 20 points and 10 assists, shooting 48% from the field, 40% from three. Definitely worthy of his position on this list. Number 19. After all these years, this motherfucker can still score. This guy is the mid-range king. Now, his team could improve. He never was the best defensive player. And you kind of need a defender alongside him on his team. But all in all, this is like, like, how old is this nigga, man? Like, he's 33 years old. And been playing 13 years, nigga. And can still put up points. Number 19, DeMar DeRozan. I ranked DeMar DeRozan number 17 last year. I mean, uh, his first season in Chicago, a lot of people were putting him in the MVP uh, uh, candidacy. And um, DeMar DeRozan has always been incredible in the regular season. It's always been the playoffs that kind of troubles me. But this season, he's averaging 26 points per game, five rebounds a game, and five assists. Pretty damn solid if you ask me. Nothing more you could ask out of your number one option at this point other than to uh, play defense. But hey, whatever. Number 18. This dude has improved and is getting accustomed to his new team after being traded midseason. I mean, this guy's been known to quit a lot, but this year, he is adjusted to a role that I felt like he looks great in, which is the point guard. Number 18, James Harden. Now, James Harden is having an incredible season, all star caliber season he's he shows flashes of the kevin McHale houston rockets james harden like he's taking more mid-range jumpers he's finishing better at the rim he lost 100 pounds he's trying to live but man Harden has been playing incredible. Last year, I had him ranked number 27 as he stunk it up in the playoffs once again in the second round. He was solid in that Toronto series, but, I mean, Harden was up and down that whole season. It was just something not right about him, and Doc Rivers knew exactly where to put him. I mean, currently he's averaging 22 points per game, 6 rebounds, and 11 assists. These are the numbers that James Harden should average alongside Joel Embiid. Number 17. Um, He's been scrutinized pretty much all season and has been believed to be a problem for his team and despite that, they are still in contention to make the playoffs. Number 17, Trey Young. Now, despite the controversy, Trey Young statistically is still balling out of control. Don't get it fucked up or twisted. He's currently averaging uh 27 points per game, 10 assists per game. Um, shooting forty two percent from the field, not shooting it particularly well from three thirty three percent. Not necessarily the best defensive player. but um ice tray has been solid i just feel like the hawks just have to get that team chemistry back and you saw that tonight against the dallas mavericks you know as the Trey Young and Clint Capella show have returned. You know, they are, you know, Trey Young and Clint Capella was one of the better offensive duos. Yeah, I know I'm saying offense and Clint Capella in the same sentence. But, you know, that connection was, uh, was among one of the best. You know, Capella's coming back from injury. But I'm just saying, I think Ice Trey is one of the more elite players in the league. And uh, last year, I had him ranked number 10. We're floating through this thing, y'all. Number 16. Man, he was having such a great season. Damn, man. Every year, it seems to be the same thing over and over again. Injuries, 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 injuries. But when he's on the floor, like I said, the best of ability is availability, yo. And if he was only available, like, if healthy, this guy could be a top five player in the world. I think, honestly, he better than Jokic if healthy. Because he plays fucking defense sometimes. Number 16, Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis... Was having a great season, man. Like, he was running up the numbers. Like, he's truly the Lakers' number one option. I mean, look at this. He was averaging 27 a game, 12 rebounds a game, was shooting 59% from the field, was blocking two shots a game. I'm loving it, but I'm disappointed. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, who is managing what's going on with this kid's body, man? I mean, he's subject to uh, to return very soon. So hopefully we can get some more Anthony Davis. Now, number 15, this dude, you know, he has been laser-eye focused this season. And, you know, he has had to meet adversity because, you know, He's the number two option on a team where the number one option is currently injured. But as far as this season goes, he's headed to yet possibly another efficient season. Number 15, Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie Irving, I feel like somehow he's still underrated. And I don't understand why. I mean, he's been averaging these numbers his whole career. So averaging 26 points per game, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. Shooting 48% from the field and 36% from three. I mean, last year, this dude averaged 50, 40, 90. Or was that a couple of years back? Fuck it. I don't know. Yeah, that was last year he averaged that. Before it's, uh, you know, know, before that bullshit happened. But Kyrie Irving has been pretty solid this season. Oh, yeah. Last year, I ranked Anthony Davis number 22. And this year, I ranked... Last year, I ranked Kyrie Irving number 21. And that was only because he didn't play every game that season. This year, he's played a lot more games. Number 14. I mean, this guy is incredible. It's just that his team, I don't know. It's on the cusp, but I feel like it's missing a bench over there. But number 14, my favorite player in the whole wide world, Damian Lillard. And last year, I ranked Lillard number 15, which I I kind of feel like that was too high because Lillard didn't play that much last year. Like this year, he's played in almost all the games. Lillard's currently averaging 29 points per game and seven assists. And four rebounds. Like, this dude don't get no flowers for being one of the league's greatest scorers. I mean, it's giving Alex English. It's giving Dominique Wilkins. It's giving Bernard King levels of scoring. He's averaging 29 points a game. Shooting 37% from three. 45% from the field. Damian Lillard is incredible. Number 13. Man, this dude was having an MVP caliber season until an unfortunate hamstring injury had him out for multiple weeks. And he's one week away from being reevaluated. Number 13, Zion Williamson. Now, Zion Williamson is incredible. Like, this dude's finesse, power, underrated jump shot ability, underrated passing ability makes him a a complete player. Now, this season, he was averaging 26 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists, and a steal. I mean, Big Z was going crazy and having New Orleans in playoff contention before his untimely injury. But Zion is an incredible player, definitely a superstar, and an all-star talent. Number 12. I mean, he's been very good up until this point. Of course, you know, he's currently out with an injury right now, but he is the best second option in basketball right now. Number 12, Jalen Brown. Now, Jalen Brown has had a great season. And oh yeah, I ranked Zion Williamson number 46 last year, but Jalen Brown is dope. Jalen Brown on both sides of the ball, very explosive at the basket, will guard the other team's best player. He can guard four positions. And last year, I ranked Jalen Brown number 11. Um, Jalen Brown is currently averaging 27 points per game, seven rebounds and three assists. Shooting 50% from the field. That's very efficient. Shooting 33% from three. Not the best three-point shooter, but he makes up for it with his defense. Number 11. I mean, this guy, for his age... And for him to be still performing at this level is definitely a blessing for this league and this generation. But, however, I feel like a lot of people just overrate this guy. Only because he's breaking a lot of records. But if you look at his entire career, I mean... He's been healthy for a majority of his years up until the Los Angeles Lakers years. Number 11, LeBron James. Now, LeBron James offensively is explosive. Still, not a good defensive player. He's probably the superstar with the worst defense in the league as far as, like, superstar players. But his averages, you you got to marvel at these. Like, this nigga's averaging 30 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists, and he's 112 years old. You got to give him some credit for being gifted offensively. Not the best three-point shooter in the world, either. Matter of fact, he's one of the worst in the league. He's only only shooting 29% from three. It was 28%, and he was shooting 8% from three this year, but he has improved that three-point shot over the last few games. And it's crazy that LeBron, at this age, is still one of the league's best players. Wow. Marketing is shitting on everybody this year. Damn, Zubak. Number 10. Yo, this year, this kid has made a leap to all-star status. If not for his crowded conference, I'm going to be honest. If this dude was in the East, he would start. Number 10, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Now Shea gilgis Alexander has the OKC Thunder knocking at 500. And this is without um this is without Chet Holmgren, their number 1 overall pick. And then Josh Giddy's progress. And oh yeah, last year I had LeBron James ranked at number 12. I mean, like, at number 12. Yeah, that's right. But last year, I had Shea Gilgis Alexander ranked number 32, and I knew he was he was on his way. And I knew it. I mean, last year, he averaged 25, uh, uh, 5, and 6. This year, he's averaging 31 points per game, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Like, SGA... You know, just need to work on that three-pointer. But other than that, attacking the basket, mid-range jumper. You know, he came in uh, an on-ball defender, and he he has good defense. Not elite defense, but decent defense. Like, he'll stay in front of you and shit. Number nine. Number nine, this guy. I knew once he left the toxic team that he was on in that conference, I knew he was going to break out of his shell and fly like a motherfucking butterfly. Number nine, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell has always had superstar potential. I mean, he is a superstar. But he was just on the wrong team, the wrong franchise, and that franchise could never put anything around him. But now that he was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers to help out this young contender, the sky is the limit. You know, this dude scored 71 points in a game this season. Why wouldn't he be top 10 in the league? I mean, he's currently averaging 28 points per game, five assists, and four rebounds. These are around what he averages for his career. Mitchell is a high caliber player and has the Cavaliers even being spoke of in championship contention. And last year I had Donovan Mitchell ranked number 19. And that was due to his poor performance against the Mavericks. But this year, this is a new Donovan Mitchell we are seeing. Number eight. Despite his team having the worst road record, arguably probably one of the worst road uh, road records in the league. However, he's made up for it. This is another guy at his age that doesn't get enough credit for what he's doing. I mean, there's, you know, despite a slow start to the season this year, this guy still knows how to score the basketball and is the best shooter that we've ever seen. Number eight, Steph Curry. Now, Stephen Curry has come along as of late. I mean, Curry's coming off of a championship, his first finals MVP. The Warriors have probably had the longest championship hangover in NBA history. Because, you know, you know the team that has the... uh, Worst championship hangover of all time is the weak ass Los Angeles Rams. We're not gonna get into that on this show. But um Steph Curry this year is averaging 29 points per game, six assists, six rebounds per game. That's a lot for little Steph Curry to average six six assists. Even though he's only average, you know, he's averages he averages five for his career. I mean, he's shooting uh 49% from the field, 42% from three. Very efficient. Last year, I obviously had him ranked at number one. I mean, he still could get to number one if the Warriors could get back into the that top five seed range. Number seven. Up until his injury... Man, he was having a very efficient shooting season. I mean, he was incredible. Like, this, his team had won 16 out of 17 games. And that's another guy for his age doing big things. Number seven, Kevin Durant. Now, Kevin Durant, we all know he's an offensive dynamo. We already know that, you know, last year he was hella disappointed in the playoffs. I expected Kevin Durant to take that team to the finals that year. But unfortunately, they ran into a hot Boston team. Now, last year, huh, I have him, had him ranked number seven. If not for that injury, he could argue for top five in this league. I mean, KD... Is averaging 30 points per game, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists. And was much better on the defensive end. He was looking like first-year Golden State Kevin Durant. I mean, he was shooting 56% from the field, 38% from three. This dude is incredible. Number six, this guy is dynamic. He is box office. He is big time, and he has his team as a top two seed in the Western Conference. He's an MVP candidate, and his name is Ja Morant, Demetrius Morant, to his family. But hey, Ja has been going crazy. Last year, I had Ja ranked number nine. As a lot of y'all on TikTok know, but Ja is just incredible to watch. I love watching that kid play basketball. It's only his 4th season, y'all. Currently he's averaging 28 points per game, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. I mean, Ja is dope as fuck. There's nothing more I can really say here about Ja Morant. Number 5. I mean, his numbers are great, but as of late, he's slowed down a little bit and has fallen out of the MVP race and is currently injured at this point right now. But however, when he's on the court, he's explosive. He's he's strong as hell. Underrated mid-range jump shot, underrated post-game. Number 5, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, I had Giannis ranked number 2 last year. But he slid a little bit, man. He's slipping. I mean, I can't wait till he gets back to the Bucks lineup cuz I'm very curious to see like what all these teams look like healthy. I mean, if you look at Giannis's season, I mean, the numbers show that he could be the best player in the league. At some point, he's just not the best player in the league right now. But however, he's averaging 31 points per game, 12 rebounds and five assists per game. This is on par. I mean, he's this is a career high points per game for him. He's had some big games, but that's 0.9 blocks. I do not like that. That's 0.8 steals. I do not like that. And that's why he is not the best player in the league. Two blocks, two steals. That's not hard. Number four. I mean, this man has won back-to-back MVPs and is in a great position to three-peat. Number four, Nikola Jokic. Now, Nikola Jokic... I don't know, man. It's hard to figure out who's the most offensively gifted player in the world right now. And I mean, this top four. (laughs) This top four that I have right now is fucking offensively amazing. And Joker's no different. Now, you know, obviously Joker does not play defense. And he's not a very good defender. He's awful at defense. But last year, I had Jokic ranked number four. Huh. Same place as he, he was last year. I honestly still don't think he deserved either MVP. That's just me. I think this year, like if he won MVP, I wouldn't be mad at him. But this season, he's averaging 25 points per game, 11 rebounds per game. Number 10, I, I, I mean, um, he's averaging 10 assists per game. He's shooting 37% from three. Shooting 62% from the field. Damn, so Sabonis got, got hung. So I'm guessing Sabonis is second, right? And he's averaging a steal a game. That's not bad for Jokic. I assume that's him uh, infiltrating passing lanes more so than like on ball defense, you dig? Number three. This man, I felt like should have won back-to-back MVPs. And this season is no different. Number three, Joel Embiid. Now, last year... I had Joel Embiid ranked number five. This year, Embiid is going nuts. I mean, on both ends of the court. He's a way better defender than Jokic is. I mean, 34 points per game. Ten rebounds per game. Averaging four assists per game. He averaged four assists per game last year. And he's and I love this Joel Embiid. This is the difference between Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic right here. He's averaging a steal a game and he's averaging 1.7 blocks per game. Basically two blocks per game. If Jokic averaged two blocks per game, I'd shut the fuck up. But this man is outscoring Jokic, not out rebounding Jokic. Jokic is different. And playing better defense. Now, Jokic's got the better team. His team is healthy. No excuses. But, however, Philly's no slouch. Number two. Oh my God. This man is a psycho. He is a psychopathic killer on the goddamn court. He is a motherfucker. Now, this is another guy that does not play any defense, but makes up for it in other in other ways. You know what I'm saying? But number two, Luka Doncic. Last year, I had Luka ranked number three. This year, I have him ranked number two. This guy is an assassin. This guy is a problem. could work on that defense, though. But he's averaging 34 points per game, nine assists per game, nine rebounds per game, two steals per game. Luka Magic is another incredible person to watch. Very fun, very dynamic. Finishes well, has underrated athleticism. Number one, I mean, if I haven't said his name yet, I didn't forget him. This dude is a problem. He has every offensive gift that you can imagine. From the turnaround, the mid-range, the three-point shot, the post-game, the dunk packages, the defense... This is a complete player. This is what the best basketball player in the world looks like. Number one, Jason Tatum. Now, Jason Tatum took his team to the finals. Didn't play particularly well every game in the playoffs. But this season, he's looking to be the most valuable player. And I could tell the change in him because he's up to scoring by four points. Four, like four over four and a half points. He's averaging eight rebounds a game. Averaging a steal a game. Averaging just under a block per game. And he's shooting um, 35% from three and 47% from the field. He is a lot more efficient than he was in years past. With the exception of, of course, his rookie year. Tatum's a problem. He's definitely the best player in the world to me. Definitely the MVP to me. All right, and that's my show. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I ranked Jason Tatum last year um, number six. But that's my show. Thank you for listening as long as you've I know this is a long-ass show, but I had to talk about 50 players. Y'all gotta give me give a nigga some credit for that shit. This is King on Uncensored, top 50 current NBA players, and I'm gone.